Mindfulness Mode 418. I don't need to be right. I need to be happy. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness once again today on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Have you ever thought of launching your own podcast? That's something that almost anyone can do. And I want to tell you that you will need to do some research and figure out how to do it. One of the things is you'll need a host, a place to upload your episodes. And Podbean is where I upload mine, and Podbean is wonderful. The cost is reasonable. They're so helpful. They're built specifically for podcasters, and they've been around for 10 years. Like I said, the pricing is super competitive. It's $9 a month, no matter how much content you upload, and they have great stats as well. You can help support Mindfulness Mode and get a month for free with my affiliate link. So just go to podbean.com forward slash podbean MM, standing for Mindfulness Mode. We talk quite a bit about healing of different kinds. Today is one of those days we're talking about mind-body healing. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode with Allison J. Okay. Hey, Mindful Tribe, you are going to love today's episode. I'm pretty sure of that. I have Dr. Allison J.K. with me today. Hey, Dr. Allison, are you in mindfulness mode today? Hi, Bruce, always. Yes. Now, should I call you Dr. Allison or Dr. K? What do you prefer? Uh, people either call me Dr. Allison or Allison. I'm, I'm either one's fine. You don't have to go with the Dr. K formality. Well, let me share a little bit about you, Dr. K, with our, our listeners. Dr. Allison J. K. has practiced a mind-body energy healer for over 25 years, founding the Vibrational Upgrade System and working in yoga, meditation, qigong, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialization in the chakra system. She's considered one of the leading experts in her field and has taught around the world and written two books. And I will tell you what the names of those two books are. Number one, What If There's Nothing Wrong? And that's an international bestseller. Well, the next one's an international bestseller, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition. So what does mindfulness mean to you, Allison? Hi, Bruce. It means a lot nowadays. It seems like it's with the awakening that's happening planet-wide, it seems like, I mean, because I've been meditating since 92 and have been teaching it since 93 and moved over to Asia for 10 years, wanting to stud, to live there, to study at the seat of who understands energy the best and mindfulness the best. And my yoga teacher training and certifications in India, I wanted to go to the source. I didn't want it relayed to me secondarily and I needed to absorb it. And so it seems like from this steeping in ancient traditions and, and teachings and living immersed within their cultures, it used to mean something different in one way to answer your question. And in another foundational way, it still means the same thing where it's and I, and my, my third book is due to release in May. And I really clarify this in my third book. It's like, there's this leveling that happens. And the first one is where you are given this understanding you gain this understanding through your life processes that you realize you don't have to listen to your mind. 
That's the first level of, of, of what mindfulness means to me. And, and I really lay this out in my, this book now that's coming out in May called Reasonable Dragons. <laughs> Reasonable Dragons. Yeah. And the second level then is to begin questioning your thoughts. So what I see myself in meditation class helping people with in today's context versus when I was teaching it back in the late 90s and early 1000s is um, there's more stimulus coming at people because everybody's been awakened. So their solar plexus chakra is the empathic equipment sits there. They're much more uh, opened and a lot more stimulus is coming in and there's a lot of more awareness of other people's negative energy. There's a lot more of conversations about wanting to separate or push away or get rid of other people's negativity. So people have awakened and are feeling energy more. So that energy is also coming in at the crown chakra, which is speeding up the head with more power. And people tend, and so it's, if people aren't doing these kinds of practices, then they're having their mind itself, the ego mind's chatter speed up. So mindfulness foundationally is you don't have to believe your thoughts and in fact, question your thoughts. Contextualized in today's awakening times, it has even more necessity and it leads to even more openings is what mindfulness means to me in this moment now. And that can be a huge revelation, can it? I don't have to believe my thoughts. Wow. That's why I presented it that way, Bruce. Yeah, it's the first foundational shift. I think that's awesome. And uh, tell me about your book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? What What did you focus on the most in that book? That was written my last year, Living in Asia, the 10th year, and it was part of what I wrote for my uh, dissertation for my PhD as a holistic life coach. Um, and it was from living immersed in this holistic culture, Bruce, like day in and day out. Like I wasn't one of the foreigners or the expats in my international school who just stayed with expats. I lived immersed within the local culture. I went out into it every day. I had a lot of Chinese friends, went into a holistic treatments, whether it was reflexology weekly and Twina massage weekly or Bai Gua, the cupping, and asked questions and uh, went to monasteries and asked questions to the Buddhist monks and ran for my daily weekend runs a lot of the times behind a monastery. So I just, those are just some examples. And that's just in Taiwan where I lived. I, I, so I was in this culture that communicated, thought, and organized around the premise of everything's connected. And energy is the grandparent of physical matter. Energy in the invisible is more important than the physical. And so that whole book is talking about presenting how both the Chinese culture and the Indian yoga culture have this understanding and we're in dire need of it in the West, particularly in America nowadays, to look at things holistically um, in that we have had a history of disregarding energy since the age of enlightenment or age of reason. And now it needs to be brought back in for the most robust health and wellness and thriving in the West. You mentioned cupping. And I want to go back to that. And there's another word for that. Tell us what it is and how does cupping work? Bai Gua. And it's, um, it's basically a focus on an area that um, does a manipulation to the skin to tighten it to raise the uh, blood circulation in that area. So overall, I, and I, every day, like when I, I would swim a couple times a week and use a steam room in this uh, salt pool there. Um, and I would see all the time people in swimsuits having the cupping um, blood purple circular it's not a bruise but 
um, and result of the cupping all over their back. So it's a very typical practice there. I've actually seen that online and it looks quite unusual. It, how does it feel when you're having this done to you? It's actually uh, cool. I mean, I'm into, I've traveled all over the world exploring different treatments, holistic treatments. And so I have a real adventurous spirit. Other people I've noticed can be a lot more um, uptight. And so it depends on, I think, the person's perspective. For me, it was cool. Well, let's talk about your, your international bestseller, Vibrational Upgrade. You, it's the subtitle is A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition. Why did you write this book? Hey, can I do something funny? Yes. Can I ask you, Bruce, what do you think that means? The part that says easing humanity's evolutionary transition. What does that mean to you? I think it means that we feel we're supposed to be going somewhere or we feel we are somewhere but that's just an illusion that's not even true that humanity is moving but maybe not where we think it is wow that's interesting so this is perspective right and our life experience goes into feeding you giving that view when i said using humanity's evolutionary transition it's from the perspective of our systems are awakening. We have a 20-year window between 2012 and 2032. If you look at NASA.com and you look at the sun flares recorded and you look at the planetary alignments recorded, there are more historical alignments since 2012 than ever before. Like the alignment that was understood to be the day that Jesus was born, the alignment that the Berlin Wall fell. There's all of these massively historical alignments that have been happening right after each other since 2012 plus massive solar flares. So to me, that's universal or the universe is, I've come to be a detective. Mm -hmm. The universe is uh, not only symbolism, but the universe's messages in using symbolism to interpret it. And I've been doing this my whole life increasingly. So what I understand and what other specialists are saying, and Nostradamus said this, Yogi Bhajan says this, uh, the Mayans said this, we're in a new period, 2012 marked the ending of an old cycle, and now we're in a new cycle. When I was at the Mayan ruins in outside of uh, Mexico City for my birthday in the equinox in the fall, the native guide said, when I asked him, the last era was about destruction, the new era is about construction. Yet in order to get into this new era where there's a lot more unity, it's a lot more from the heart, we're not victims to life out circumstances instead we recognize our power to choose that's from this chakra that's why i point there and to co-create by one choice at a time our lives so that we can make a different choice and if we don't feel like we can make a choice that's going to lead us to more of where we want to be going where our heart screams and sings to go then you work with somebody like me who can clear the unconscious programming and conditioning and subconscious traumas and karma in order to free yourself up to be able to make that choice and consistently track yourself towards that new direction. So our storylines that create our perception that would then translate into how you interpreted easing humanity's evolutionary transition into mine is a great example of what my second book is about. And so what I love to help people do is get the most, and not to say you're wrong at all, it's just, it's all perception. And what I meant by that was what I just said. So to get, I, I've been using a phrase for a while, I don't need to be right, I need to be happy. 
And I like having accurate perception. So I can, like when I lived amongst the Chinese, my Chinese was good conversationally, but not totally fluent. So to have advanced conversations like this, a lot of the times I was using my intuition. And I, all I ever, and there was so many cultural differences that I just was, I was saying a lot, I want accurate perception. I don't need to be right. Help me see clearly. So the removal of all of these interfering storylines that can take us into a perception, not that you just did, but that can take us into a, a negative labeling or judging or evaluation of an event when it's not even that. So that we can accurately perceive why this is in our lives right now, what our higher self may have done, why it may have called the situation into our lives and how to evolve beyond it, grow and thrive. That is what the second book is about. And it, and perceptions can be changed. And a lot of the times I see people's perceptions tweaked because of um, past trauma, past uh, conditioning from parents and society. I mean, even in our culture in North America, we use cultural conditioning to glorify the intellect. And if you listen to the feelings, you might be taken off track. They might be irrational. We want to rely on reason. Whereas if you go to the other side of the planet, they really rely on feelings to inform as an interior GPS about how to interact with others in the collective harmony of the group. So the, what we tend to look at and value is also shaped by our cultural conditioning. So clearing that out and giving in restoring people's direct clearing out the interference and restoring people's direct connection to source and their highest self to lead to accurate perception, to lead to more thriving is what I'm up to day in and day out. And that second book's about. Allison, I want to talk to you about your healing, your mind, body, energy healing. Can you tell us a story about someone that you've impacted, someone who you helped in a great way to transform their life? What kind of uh, aspect of their life? getting transformed would you prefer money relationships body image health issue what would you let's talk about money okay that's a fun one (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay here's one when i came back from asia in my first year i had been doing this wellness and energy medicine mind body um healing business alongside my classroom teaching and administrative career when I came back to the States, I dropped the classroom teaching and took my healing business, my wellness business full time. And here we are today. And I expected to be teaching more about and, and doing more work around spiritual awakening, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, and wellness. And I could not, because when I was presented with the people in front of me to work with, the vast majority of people were telling, were showing me they were in a panic about money. Their bodies were contracted, they were uptight, they felt limited and restricted, and they couldn't receive anything other than, how do I get out of this? And it doesn't matter. I mean, I've had people, multimillionaires, at that level of seeing lack, as well as people who are at the bottom of the rungs, or not, they couldn't, and then in the middle. So it's all levels this can exist, the lack mentality that we just impacted differently. So that was from the market crash in 2008 that I was tucked over in Asia for and, and had abundance flowing and no problem. Um, so I was removed during that time of the market crash. So when I came back, this is what I found. So I began to shift my focus into giving people what they were presenting me with and what they needed. And so I began to go up into this space. I go, I've learned to go for getting clear perception and guidance about what this person needs in front of me. And I began to deliver clearings to one-on-ones and to people in groups around the typical, so I learned the typical money blocks. So one woman was a teacher, a math teacher at the elementary school level. And um, 
she was also used to being very uh, in charge of her, pa her parents and family's crises growing up. She was the strong one who could be the grounder in the, the strong one that people came to with problems and she could solve them and help them with it. So she would stay calm, maybe all the chaos would be going on around her, like when she wanted to go to college and had saved money from her summer job and after school job, her parents had actually taken that money. So she didn't, so she had to scramble to get into college. So to that level of drama and chaos in her background. So there were underlying conditioned subconscious traumas and unconscious conclusions. I have to struggle. I'm here for the sake of everybody else. I don't deserve to have ease. Money is always going to be a problem. I have to race around for money. It's scarce. I have to give of myself. So she was using that as a classroom teacher. So that fit the imprinting that I just named the list, some of the beliefs that are at the unconscious level that kept her or had her choose teaching as an appropriate match to her belief system at an unconscious level. We worked together. She lost weight. She got in a new romantic relationship with the wealthiest guy she'd ever yet dated. We eventually moved her out of teaching and moved her up into New York City. And now she's helping to run a, a, a international business and is making great money and is really happy and thriving in her life now. Wow, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I want to talk about the new book that you're releasing in May, and it's called Reasonable Dragons. Where did you get this name? <laughs> this is a great question, Bruce. Um, it's almost like it, it, this is going to sound obnoxiously cliche, and I apologize because I don't normally talk like this, but this uh, kind of named itself because of the content in the book and I'm presenting some new stuff that I've been learning since I've been going, taking people on retreats over to England and Ireland in Scotland. Um, there's a particular energy in the lands like around Stonehenge and Avebury in the stone circles I've been going to and, and taking people on my retreats. And it named itself because for me, it seems like it, this is almost like a, a, a cap to my first book. Now that I've lived back in the West for eight years, um, the age of reason coming in after the dark ages where there was, you know, the superstitions and the alchemy and the witchcraft alchemists eventually became the scientists to a degree. And the rest of them went underground into the mystery schools, etc. And then age of reason and orthodox science came in, ordered and structured what had been chaotic superstitious accusations of witchcraft and ah, to make things orderly. And we needed that at the time. But now we need to bring back in the connection to magic and the charmed essence to life and have a balance now. And so that's what that book is about. And it's bringing in some of the magical um, past of the British Isles, as an example, of what we're missing and what wants to come back in now to balance out with our reason and logic and rational thinking. I know, Allison, we can learn more about you at allisonjk.com. It's A-L-I-S-O-N-J kay.com we can learn more about you there but how can we pre-order this book is that possible oh my god you rock bruce thank you um we're not in pre-orders yet uh but i will let you know i'll have um my pr person reach out to you and let you know will the book be on amazon yeah yeah, it will, and barnesandnoble.com, as both of my other books are. And there's a way to stay connected for understanding the release, but also getting like your feet wet, your toes into the uh, pool, dipped in to get a taste of what else is possible for you. I do a free monthly call. It's kind of like my service to humanity for anybody who needs and wants support and are stuck and want to be choosing more for yourself. And 
my, my work is called Vibrational Upgrade. So you can also get to the website from there, vibrationalupgrade.com, and look at, I think it's a tab that says free support, and there's a free monthly call. And if you sign up for that, you'll immediately receive a free clearings of blocks and um, activations to increase your capacity to have success, to invite success into you, to make choices that will lead to more increased success. You get that for free when you sign up for the free call. And then you'll get emails from me that have this kind of furthering education and uh, other special, like in in um, every month, we're also having a special Zoom with a person. Like next month, it's a female entrepreneurs. It's with my female accountant raising the typical blocks she sees uh, female entrepreneurs specifically stop themselves with. As in, I'm going to be running clearings alongside those beliefs. So it, there's so much going on right now, and it's wow. such a vibrant time. We're in the year of the pig, the Chinese New Year. It's a very prosperity-driven, success, uh, fruitful year. In 2019 is where we're really starting to bring into existence all the high spiritual energies we've been having since 2012 down into the world, into our bodies, feeling better, not having so many aches and pains and weird erratic things happening in our bodies, but more stabilized now as we move forward and build a more unity, uh, abundant-centric um, harmony-centric, balanced life instead of being so inequitable. Wow. Well, wait, this is so exciting. So you're saying we can get on a free call. Is this a group call? Is this, this is a group call and is it like through Zoom or Skype or something like that? The group call, you can, it's, you can use Skype to call in, you can use a phone line to call in and it's on webcast. It's international. And you're saying this is free. If we go to vibrationalupgrade.com, we can sign up for this. Wow, you are an incredible giver because that's not something that a lot of my guests offer. That's amazing. You can get onto a free call with Dr. Allison J.K. by going to Vibrational Upgrade. Well, that is pretty cool. I want to move forward, Allison, by asking you five quick answer questions. And the first one is this. And, and oh, I should say, just 30-second answers are perfect. Uh, who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? My first meditation teacher who said, do the exact opposite of what your mind wants to do. <laughs> and who was that? Can you share the name? I don't feel it's appropriate. Okay, for, absolutely. Yeah. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? So Eknathi Swaran, Conquest of Mind is the first book that I read that leapt off the page at me for meditation to go back to giving you the name of who that was. Oh, Okay. How has mindfulness affected your emotions or those of your clients? This is a really interesting story. It's going to take more than 30 seconds. I'll whip it out, though. I was in Taiwan talking to a friend who owned a local bar um, on the weekends I would go to with my colleagues. And I said to him, you know, I'm hesitating with Buddhism and going any further in Buddhism because I love my joy. I get really high with my joy. I don't want that to go. My passion, my fire, I don't want it to get all like damped and dampened down. And he said, well, that will happen, Alice. And you can also raise up like the, the heavier, stronger, um, more negative emotions. And those will... Um, balance out. So I, I went in and kept meditating and there was this neutrality. I get happy and joyous and I can't, but I live there. So there's like this neutrality, of, but it's not neutral like bland. It's neutral like a buzz. Like I feel like I'm constantly on bliss buzz here. So that's how ultimately all the work I've done has affected it, including the mindfulness work, but it's also the energy medicine work I do that's gotten me there. It's not just the meditation. Allison, you're on a bliss buzz. <laughs> I think that's so funny. That's cool. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. 
I love pranayama, alternate nostril um, breathing practice, that pranayama in particular. So is it just as simple as it sounds? Tell Mindful Tribe, you just breathe with one nostril? You tell us. Just just plug the other nostril and breathe with one, and then you breathe with the other. Do you inhale through your nostril and exhale through your mouth? Mouth's not involved. Mouth is not involved. Plug, unplug, right, exhale. Inhale. Plug, unplug, exhale. Inhale. Unplug, exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Interesting. Same side. Exhale when you get there, then inhale. Go back and forth as one round. Ten rounds a day is a prescription. It's been used to take people out of anxiety attacks. This, If you were to Google benefits of um, alternate nostril breathing, the list is incredible. You'll sit there in an incredulousness at how long it is, how much it helps. It's great. Wow. Well, your books are great, Allison. But if you could recommend any other books related to mindfulness, what would it be? What that book would you one, Conquest of Mind by Eknathi Swaran from Blue Mountain Press. Um, I actually teach a course, and I have the meditation product. It's the least expensive product on my website. Um, and I, my signature talk, my first one, is called The Nature of the Mind. And it's very much based on Eknathi Swaran's basic teachings about the way the mind works. It's a great place to start to where I started. Well, you can find all of this information at mindfulnessmode.com in the show notes for this episode. My last question, Allison, can you share an app of any description that can help people with this, with meditation or with breathing or anything like that? So I have a favorite only because I'm on it and I love what they're up to in helping people insight timer. That's one of my favorites too. That's amazing, isn't it? There's so many things you can do, and you can just do it as simple as just setting a timer, and I love that. And there's good ethics in the people who started it. They have a, they're out of Australia and they have a really good uh, value system. So, and I think if it's free, then you can get mine for free. That's on there, um, which is I believe what they have is a crown chakra um, meditation. So I can just go on there and search your name and find your meditation. Yep. Awesome for free. That's that's fantastic. Tell me a little bit about your meditation. How long do you meditate every day and what does it look like? So uh, 30 minutes is the one that I recommend. And I, I go into detail on this in this upcoming book too, because there's different benefits from the first 12 minutes to the first 12 to uh, 20 and from 20 beyond. There's different payoffs. Uh, you get the quickest ones in the first 12 minutes, which are for the hardwiring of the brain concentration, focus, memory, data recall. Um, Sitting, I use and have been teaching ever since the start, Buddha's most frequently, meaning I've tried other techniques and what I ended up sitting with and then teaching repeatedly to students in high school, middle school, adults, all all ages, all cultures, both genders, is Buddha's most frequently taught meditation technique. And it is instead of using a mantra, Instead of using a candlelight, it's using the breath in the body as the focal point. And it's the most frequently taught meditation technique that Buddha used because he found it the most effective. And I find it, it is the most direct rewiring that neuroplasticity 
once science got caught on to the, the brain actually being trainable, their term for that's neuroplasticity, but the reworking of the neurology and then the ensuing neurobiology or biochemistry happens from this technique the easiest. So it's... Um, any, so I'll just, you can go on my website and buy the meditation product for those of you who are interested. It's only $25. Um, but the instructions, the redirect is thinking, pull off of your thoughts, no matter the content, happy, sad, good, bad, planning, figuring out, problem solving, reviewing, complaining, thinking, pull off of the thoughts, no matter the content, come back to the breath. And let the thoughts float by as if a leaf on a river's current. Stepping out of the river of the thinking mind, being the thought factory it is, to solid ground now on the river bank. In your body, inhaling, filling up the belly. Let it raise up to the chest and also breathing only. Trachea, once you're full, go ahead and empty so that the belly inflates and deflates accordingly like a balloon. That's more than just the one redirect, but each time you can redirect, you're creating new neurological wiring to have more presence ultimately and to not be so um, able to get taken off track with every little thought as if you're the dog being, you're the dog owner, but you're being walked by the dog and you're running behind the dog trying to keep up and that dog is your mind metaphorically here. So instead, you're actually able to, you know what, I don't want to follow you. And you know what, you're going to slow down. And if you're not going to slow down, you're going to just go over there and I'm not going to listen to you. Really, you don't. Have, I remember one time after coming out of meditation, Bruce, I was standing in my kitchen. It was in Taiwan. I was getting ready to go teach. And I was amazed as I was making my smoothie at how much my mind was worrying thoughts through it. I had just come out of meditation and it was almost like my mind was like, woohoo, party. Now I don't have to be disciplined, which happens. It's, right. Um, I, I was like, okay, this is nuts. You need to go in a jar on the shelf until you can behave. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You, you are fascinating. You're a fascinating guest. I've been talking with Dr. J, well, Dr. Allison J. K. And you can learn more about Dr. Allison at vibrationalupgrade.com. Are you on social media? Can we meet up with you there? Yeah, there's a, my um, Facebook business page is really good for daily inspirations. Um, I don't tend to hold back and tease with marketing. I tend to just tune into the audience and see what's needed in consciousness to help uplift the collective. So that's really nice for inspiration. It's uh, my name, Allison JK, Holistic Life Coach and Energy Healer. I think PhD is even in there. It was established right when I got back from Asia, so it's no fancy name. That's my business page. Um, I'm on Twitter. I haven't been working it since 2016. Kind of been stepped back from Twitter since then. Um, and then uh, social media's Facebook pay group, Vibration Upgrade, is a free group you can join. Also to stay interacting on a daily basis. And Instagram is about to be launched. Okay, and it's Allison, A-L, just one L, A-L-I-S-O-N, the letter J, and then K is K-A-Y dot com. So check out AllisonJK.com. Check out VibrationalUpgrade.com. Allison, thanks so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for being here on Mindfulness Mode today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for being so much fun to be with, Bruce. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. <laughs> 
thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest's name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. And remember, if you're thinking of launching your own podcast, you can get a free month at Podbean with its awesome pricing and fantastic stats. Uh, you can just do that by going to podbean.com slash podbeanmm, standing for mindfulness mode. So remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.